How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the British Chancellor walking with a red folder? The British Chancellor is walking with a red folder in his, on his side. Uh-huh. And when he walks by this black car, the, the folder turns from the color red to green. Wait, what? Okay, so watch this, watch this video. Okay. Sky News took a video, live video of this guy walking. He's holding a red folder. Watch it. Okay. So he's holding the red folder, right? Do you see him holding I the see, red folder? I see the red folder. Okay, and he's going to pass a black car. Okay. Do you see it? Not yet. Almost there. Okay, I see the black car. Wait, what the heck? It went from red to green. Yeah. So it's really strange. And it's like literally, it broke the internet when it came out. And everyone's trying to figure out why it does that. I mean, I don't know, but people are saying it's like deja vu could be one of them. Or it could be the Mandela effect. Dude, that's freaky. I don't know what that is. I know. I mean, he it literally, and it it's not like he flipped the folder over. No. If you look, the side on the that's touching his body uh-huh. is still red, because it turned green when he he passed the car. But when he passes the car, they both turn to green. Wait, what? So I didn't. It's see not that. just like he flipped it over. That's freaky. Yeah, it's weird. So deja vu, maybe Mandela effect. That's, I think that's got to be Mandela. No way that's deja vu. But speaking of Mandela effect, have you heard the one about Forrest Gump? What's the f- most famous line that came out of Forrest Gump? It's life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Okay, this is where you're wrong. It's actually life was like a box of chocolates. Was. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Everybody thinks life is like a box of chocolates. Everybody quotes that, right? In the movie, he says life was like a box of chocolates that doesn't even that doesn't like sound right it doesn't sound right but that's what he said everybody thinks it's is but it's was whoa okay wait have you ever heard of the looney tunes one looney tunes mandela effect no yeah how do you spell tunes in looney tunes t-o-o-n-s it's t-u-n-e-s wait what right it's it doesn't seem right but that's how it is. So basically they're saying it's like a music tune. Yeah. Oh, weird. Even like the whole Britney Spears one where like people see her with like the microphone on her ear, right? Mm-hmm. And even there's a Barbie doll that shows the microphone like on her ear, uh-huh. right? When she's wearing that red, red jacket thing. Yeah. But everyone knows her for having the, the microphone, right. right? Even there's like Halloween costumes that sell it with the microphone on like it. Like the earpiece. Right. But in actuality... Mandela effect. When you watch the video back today in her music video, she uh-huh. doesn't have the mic on. What? And everybody knows it, right? Yeah. That's that's I thought she's like the one who started that thing. No. And then all oh, the other the other Mandela effect about you know like those those um popsicles you buy at seven eleven? How yeah. like there's the SpongeBob one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Dora one. Uh-huh. Remember there was a boots one. Yeah, there was hundred percent a boots one. Right, and there's like the eyes were gumballs. Yeah. So Apparently, that never existed. Stop it. I promise you that I've bought, like, six of those in my lifetime. Yeah. From, the, from an ice cream truck or even just a 7-Eleven. I've had that. Yeah. So, basically, everybody is, is saying they've had it. And I'm sure everyone at home, you've probably seen it before. It's the Boots Popsicle. It doesn't exist. S- no way. But everybody thinks, and as we know, that it existed. So, I saw a video on TikTok. And you see the Pope disappear. Right, it's the weirdest thing on live television. He disappears. Apparently, in like in the country he's from, uh-huh. they ban the video off the YouTube and all national news sites. But on TikTok, someone had it still. But now I searched it on YouTube and I can't find the clip. 
Are you serious? But if people out there know what I'm talking about, there's the video of Pope Francis where he disappears. Wait, that's sketchy that you can't find I it, know. though. Okay, you literally see him, give him, like, give a speech, turn around, and then gone. Okay, let me just say this. If they're taking it down, you know something's up with that video. I mean, so there's a theory that Pope Francis uses, like, a hologram, right? And the hologram allows him to be in different places at one time. And it's like a pre-recording because like he's not talking to anybody like and responding back and forth. Right. Right. He's, he's just, just giving a speech. Right. And that's doesn't require him to be there. He could just pre-record it as a hologram. Oh, my God. And they just cut the hologram too early. And that's why he disappears. Have you ever heard of the Beauty and the Beast theory? OK, so there's a crazy theory that Jane Porter from Tarzan wrote the story of the Beauty and the Beast. Belle and Jane actually have a lot in common. They're both really smart. Right. Belle likes to read. Jane studies animals. They both like the color yellow. They both wear yellow dresses. They do look really similar. Like, there's definitely some resemblance there. Right. And their stories are really similar. Jane falls in love with Tarzan, a man who is a wild beast, right? Yeah. Who lives in the wild, and she's trying to teach him how to live like a human. Now, look at Belle's story. Belle falls in love with a beast that she's trying to teach how to love again like a human. In Tarzan... You could see the same teapot set, Mrs. Potts and Chip. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, on the beach. Exactly. On the, on the, I remember, like, right on the ocean. Yeah, and the teacup even has a chip in it just like Chip. You see Jane throughout the movie. She's, like, writing notes in her journal about, like, the wildlife and stuff. The theory is that she wrote the story of the Beauty and the Beast by being inspired by her love story with Tarzan. That'd be great to, like, talk to Disney and see if that was, like, confirmed. Basically, this week, I talked about a theory about Andy's mom from Toy Story. And I don't know how you feel oh about gosh. this. This theory is so sad. Okay. This, so basically, the theory is that Andy's mom is actually named Emily, who was Jesse's previous owner. And we all know in Toy Story 2, right? It was one of the saddest scenes in that whenever that music plays, it just makes you want to cry. Where you see oh Emily leaves Jesse in the donation box along with her cowgirl boots. And her lunch pail. But the one thing she didn't put in the box, the one thing she didn't put in the box, sorry, I shouldn't say two, it was just one. The one thing she didn't put in the box was her hat, her red hat with the white trim around it. And this is what leads us on to the theory about how Andy's mom is actually Emily. So basically in Toy Story 1, right, we see Andy's wearing the red hat with the white trim. Yeah. And as we know in Toy Story 1, Andy didn't have a Jessie doll, right? She didn't come until Toy Story 2. Right. So it only makes sense for him to have a Jesse hat that it came from his mom. And what's even crazier is that how Andy's mom and Emily look exactly the same. They both have blonde hair, short blonde hair, and their timeline. The timeline of when Emily had Jesse. There's a poster on the wall. I didn't tell you this part. There's a poster on the wall of a record. And that record came out in 1965. And Andy was born in like 1990. So the mom would have been about 25 when she had Andy. Wait, so it makes sense that it's Emily grown up 25 years later having Andy. You did not tell me this part. He got into Cowboys in the love of Woody because of his mom, Emily. Dude, this theory is so good. Did you hear about how Netflix uses subliminal messaging in their TV shows and movies? And we, we're not aware of it, but it happens. Wait, no. In a flash, Daniel, uh-huh. they could literally put a picture of like a message, right? And you don't realize it, but your brain sees the message really quick that flashes on the screen and it can like program your brain to think a certain way wait what 
Wait, that's actually really scary. So basically, Netflix has a new show called Inside Job, and they released a trailer, okay. right? And somebody decided to watch the trailer in 0.25 speed. And as you know, like that's super slow, right? And then he just paused it randomly at this certain point. Uh-huh. You pause it at the right moment. There's a special message that says, if you found this message, we're impressed. Please call a requirement number at 475-264-6486. Apply for a job at the deep state. It's like Illuminati stuff. Apparently, when you call the number, uh-huh. someone answers. We're not calling that number. Should we call it? No. Should we call it? No. Oh, Should I, I not call it? Is that bad? testing like who can find it like who has the capability of finding it i shouldn't i'm not gonna call it i wanted to i literally had like the idea of calling it but right i don't know okay forget it have you ever heard of the supermarkets theory okay there's a crazy theory that supermarkets actually brainwash you when you walk through the doors you walk through the front you see all like the nice stuff like you see like cereal whatever right right your essential goods no oh the essentials are put in the back of the store. What? Like the milk, the eggs, even even like cases of water, they yeah. put towards the back. You ever wonder why? No, I, I never questioned it. They want to make you walk through the whole store so you see every aisle and every item that's in the store. They put all the stuff that people typically get, yeah. right? So milk, right? You typically get milk, like right. the juices and stuff like that. They put it all in the back. Oh, so they're trying to, like, get you to spend more money. Exactly. Like, oh, like, you're walking to get the milk, but then you see something. Oh, I kind of need that. I guess I'll buy that, too. There's a lot of supermarkets that have, like, a bakery section or a food section right when you walk in. Yeah. Right? They're trying to make you smell, like, the fresh bread and the food, right? Try to make you hungry. So you, you stay longer, right? So you look through more aisles, but you also buy food. They're trying to be, like, an all-around thing. Oh, weird. But secretly. Usually the exit door is blocked off and you have to go through the cash register line to oh, go to the right. exit yeah you don't just exit you have to go through the cashier line right so they're trying to make you spend money so you leave so you can leave yeah i guess you'd feel kind of awkward like walking through the cashier line with nothing when you go in that cash register line yeah usually there's like that little section of like magazines and like candy bars right right but have you ever wondered all the candy is on the bottom shelf okay what does that mean though it's for the kids. Oh, wow. How right? weird. How many instances have there been where the mom is like paying for all this stuff and the kid swipes a candy bar and they get to the door and the buzzer goes off because they want them to like walk out with it without their parents knowing. So then they have to pay for it or else oh, they look funny. bad. Right. They don't want to cause a scene and be like, go put it back. Right. I mean, like for 50 cents or whatever it is, the parents are probably like, oh, right, let's, let's me just pay for it. When they say they're renovating, they just change everything around strategically yeah. so new placements new ways people have to travel to get to certain essential items exactly right so because if, if you walk into your local supermarket you're gonna know like okay i'm just gonna go there because that's what i want because i know what i want is over there right but once they start changing everything again you won't know i mean just our target recently within the last year they've rearranged the entire store like the video game aisle once was on the far left side now it's on the far right side yeah everything's just changing exactly we are moving on to this segment that we call whose side are you on my girlfriend leia is going to come in and read a real life story from reddit one side is right and one side is wrong we will have to decide which side is right and which side is wrong and so will you so comment below when after she reads the story who do you feel is in the right and who's the wrong give it up for leia give it up for leia Woo! welcome leia Glad to be back. You All better right. be. 
All right, whose side do you want? Am I wrong for not giving my kidney to my half-sister? Whoa. Okay, so. What the heck? <laughs> there's two sides, so 14 male. He's 14. Okay, 14 male, kid. So this is the kid with the kidney. Okay. Or families and friends. I, 14 male, was born from an affair between my mom and my dad. She already had my half-sister. My dad didn't know my mom was married when they started seeing each other, but when she got pregnant, her husband found out and left her. My mom was going to abort me, but my dad paid her a lot of money to keep me. She signed over rights and was not part of my life financially or emotionally. Everyone from her side knows about me, however they don't care. Well, my mom and her husband got back together for my half-sister, and my dad ended up starting a business and earning about eight figures er, yearly. So this is present. My mom contacted my dad saying she wanted to get to know me better. I was skeptical and not sure because I didn't really think about her often, but I decided I would meet her. I met up with her and her family, and it was pretty awkward. These people were not my main family. I had never even met my stepdad or sister. I'd be talking with my mom's side for about two months when at a family gathering, they all sat me down like I was in an interrogation and told me the reason they contacted me was because that my half-sister has kidney failure and was basically dying. They said they needed a transplant and said that I was their only hope. I was pissed. I couldn't believe them. I just left and my dad picked me up. I told him and he said, that's your choice to see if you're eligible before you make your decision. I arranged to get tested. I think they thought to this as me agreeing and told everyone the good news. After some time, and talks with my family, I told them that I would not be donating my kidney. They had done nothing for me, and if the only reason to contact me was for my kidney, then I didn't want anything to do with them. I got loads of hateful messages and calls from angry people, but decided to stand by my decision, and I blocked most of the people spamming me. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. And for a 14-year-old, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not in. After that, I got a call from my sister saying I had given false hope and calling me a douchebag, insulting me and telling me that my life has been a fairy tale and hers has been a wreck. I do feel bad, but I simply do not want to give up my kidney. I could give it with no extreme consequences, you could say, but why would I for people who tried buttering me up only for my kidney? A few days ago, I got a call from the remainder of them saying my sister was in critical condition and was going to die, and I was her only hope again, spamming me and sending me photos of her. I consulted my family and friends who are still calling me a massive douche, saying I can save a life, but I am choosing not to, yada yada. They said she did nothing wrong and deserves to live, and I am pretty much hated right now, apart from my dad who is on my side. Oh my gosh. That's extreme. That is so sad. I know. And for a teenager to have to go through that and make that decision. He's 14. Yeah. That is so wrong. What's wrong is they never have been a part of his life. And then he's, <laughs> he's, he's only 14. And now they decide that they want to be nice to him and include them just because she needs a kidney now. Like, yeah. okay, I understand like from like uh, uh, organ donor like side of things. It's a long list to be chosen for an organ don't like an organ donation people always worry like if the person's gonna make it or not like last enough time yeah. to be chosen on that list which is really sad right yeah 
But the fact that they're putting the 14-year-old in this kind of pressure when they, they just met him too and they dropped that question on him, that's kind of a big burden on the kid. Because yeah. the mom was going to have an abortion with him. Like, she didn't even want him. Right. And then the dad was like, no, I want him. So he just paid her a lot of money yeah. in the first place. Oh, my gosh. That is so sad. Don't just start pulling the family card just because, like, you need something. Like, unfortunately, like, I feel bad, you know, for the, the, right. the yeah. daughter because I can't imagine being in that situation. But still, like, as... I don't know. I just don't think that that's very appropriate. I can uh, agree with, like, you just formally asking him. Yeah. But the way they went about it was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so bad. And now the kid is getting, like, mean threats and calls. I know. Like, that's really bad. And then just just the fact that they went around telling, like, the good news without him even saying yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe the kid just wanted to get confirmation that if he was eligible, Mm -hmm. he he would think about it and maybe do it. But the fact that they're going around telling people like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Everybody get all happy. Yeah. Right. And then but he doesn't even say yes. And he's only 14. I know. And that's what put him in like this awkward position because they decided to just tell everybody that he was already going to do it when he didn't even decide yet. Yeah, that's so wrong. Yeah. It doesn't really I don't see why they would. It's almost like they did that on purpose. Mm. Right. To try to like, oh, he's 14. We could probably like. Get everybody together and make him feel like he has to do yeah. it. Like take advantage of him. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Fourteen offer him any money. No, they didn't. No. What I also don't like is like, yes, it is the kid's decision, and the dad was right to say it's the kid's decision, but the dad should try to protect him as best he can. Right. True. And just like get him out of the situation. You know, that's yeah. so wrong of this family to just try to like like you said, butter him up, make him feel all special, like they want him in the family all of a sudden, and yeah. then just ask him that. So I guess, on that note, whose side are we on here? The boy. The The 14-year-old. The boy side. Oh, my gosh. That one was sad. Yeah. I know. It's bizarre to think that, like, that happens, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Leia. (laughs) Woo! She had worked and studied all day, and then 11 p.m. we're filming this, and she's like, all right, I'm here. (laughs) And she has work at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Have you ever wondered about milk jugs? And how there's like an indent, like circle on the side of it. Yeah, I never realized what that was for. Like they, every jug has that. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna believe what that's for. Basically, the indentation on the milk jugs actually tell you if the milk is good or bad. Wait, what? So if the milk is not expired, right? There's an indentation. But if there's, if the milk is expired, the indentation pops out. Wait, how does that even work? Okay, so apparently there's some kind of like chemical reaction. When the milk gets expired, right, uh-huh. it spoils, so it creates, creates some kind of gas, and it expands inside the jug. If you ever see a milk jug with the indent out, do not drink it, because it's bad. Wait, I never even realized that. You know the Gabby Petito case? We kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago. Apparently, Brian Landry's remains were found. And what's so weird about this is that they found his remains. They couldn't identify him by looking at him. They had to use his teeth that was like left over, like the skeletal teeth, and uh-huh. they found out that that was his teeth. Wait, so they're what? saying that he's dead. Wait, so all they found was a was bones? Does human flesh like come off the bone in a month? Yeah, I didn't think you could decompose a body that quick. But apparently, like this girl in, on TikTok, her and her mom actually went to like the crime scene. They were trying to look for clues and stuff, and they were walking through this high grass, right? 
And all of a sudden, the girl's like, I think I found something, right? And they look, and you could see there's like a water bottle. But this water bottle is like, it has like really unique designs on it. Uh-huh. Like it was one of like those thermos ones. Yeah. I okay. mean, it's definitely like, it stands out. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, let me, let me show you a picture. Like that's not your typical water bottle. So this is the water <laughs> bottle, right? It's like drawn on and stuff. Oh, yeah. Totally. After that, they said like, okay, so we found this water bottle. We better call the police. Yeah. Right? Just in case it's important evidence. Okay. They call the police. The police come out and they're looking at the water bottle and they're like, okay, like this isn't really relevant. So we're good. Like, so they just leave the water bottle there uh-huh. and they just walk away. Then everybody on TikTok and like social media, they're like, we got to like investigate this. Yeah. So they start like going through photos and like trying to figure out where, if this could be connected to Gabby, Gabby Petito. Right. And sure enough, they find this photo of Gabby Petito in her van and look at this. You could see the water bottles there. No way. Isn't that weird? So, the, so that water bottle needs to get picked up by the police because that's Gabby Petito's water bottle. Wait, they just left it there? And it was found on the, the scene where they found the, like, the teeth and stuff? Yeah. Dude. It was nearby. Obviously, it's probably not where they found the teeth because that's probably still being investigated, but around like, the area. But just the fact that they found that. I know. I don't even know what to make of that. If that means like she's still alive, maybe. I don't know. Wait, what? Isn't that weird? That's freaky. That gave me goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. I hate when I get goosebumps. Let's just make this into a new segment. Okay. What's the segment? The dumbest ways people have died. There was this guy, right? He was, he was in a hotel room with a bunch of guests and visitors, and he wanted to prove how strong the windows were. He gathered everyone around the, around the window, and he said, that window is indestructible. He backs up a little bit, looks at the window, goes in a full-on sprint <laughs> at the window, <laughs> busts straight through it on the 24th floor, falls to his death. What was he thinking? If he was skeptical of it being weak, right? Yeah. Why would you go full force, full force, if you thought there might be a chance that this could either be strong or weak? I bet initially, right when he broke through, he's like, wow, that was really weak. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to die. <laughs> no one stopped him. They're like, oh, man, this is a good idea. Let's see if he can run through it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, moving on to the next one. All right. I don't know if, if that's going to be topped. That's pretty <laughs> dumb. Okay. So there was this guy, right? He was told to be one of the greatest mathematicians ever. Some people said he was the next Einstein. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. They were trying to calculate like different bungee jumping, bungee jumping cords and stuff like that, right? It was a 250 foot drop, right? So he was trying to measure the, the length of the bungee cord. So he jumped off <laughs> with a 300 foot bungee cord on a 250 foot drop, 50 feet off. He was supposed to be one of the greatest mathematicians ever. 50 feet off in a life and death situation, and he went head first right into the floor. He was probably, like, so confident, too, when he jumped. He's like, I'm going to show the world. And he's jumping. He's like, whoa, I'm, I'm going for a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> 50 feet. And he's supposed to be one of the greatest mathematicians. Are oh, you kidding man. me? Einstein probably saw him in heaven. He's like, dude, what, what happened? How does that even? I could do that. I could figure that out. I still feel, though, the, the running through the windows is worse. Another one, right? There was a really famous astronomer. He was really wealthy. He had a big estate, right? And he was throwing a party. And he was the host, right? It's his estate. It was, he was the host. So he felt it was rude to leave his guests. So he felt that he always had to stay at the table, greet his guests, talk to the guests, make sure they, needed, they had everything they needed, right? So later on, he felt the urge to use the restroom. Okay. Right? 
but he wanted to remain a good host. So he held it. Okay? He held it. But then it, the urge kept kept rising, so he held it. How the, how the, many hours are we talking? The whole day. Oh, the, the whole, whole day. day. The whole day, Ryan. He held peeing for the whole day. Right? Yeah. And and this guy's not young, right? He's 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 fairly old. Okay? okay. Like he's like in his like 60s, 70s. Oh, so that bladder it really wants to go. It wants to go. It, it ain't it ain't ready to hold. Right. It needs to go. Towards the end of the party, right? He feels this crazy pain in his stomach. His bladder bursts. Are you serious? It blew up in his body, and he died. Are you serious? Yep. Just because he didn't go urinate to be a good host for his Dude, friends. That actually kind of like freaked me out, though, because we've all been there where we like held it. Yeah. And you feel that pain. Yeah. Like, but, it's but, like... I mean, we're still here, so ours didn't burst. But there's times where I feel like it's about to. Yeah. Oh, guys, make sure if you got to go, just go. If you got to go. go, you go. Don't ever hold it. Yeah, it's really sad, but you got to respect him for it. <laughs> it it's, it's dumb, but he was just trying to be a good host. I guess the intentions were there. They were there. I think this is going to be the one that tops all of them. There was a 33-year-old man, right? Okay. He was in Paris, France, and he claimed he could develop a coat, uh-huh. right? Like a big coat that you can turn into a parachute. So what he wanted to do, right? He gathered a bunch of friends, a bunch of press, a bunch of like potential investors, right? He said, I'm going to go to the Eiffel Tower, the third floor, 187 feet high. And he said, I'm going to put the coat on a dummy and I'm going to push it off, right? And see if my invention works. Okay. So then everybody's like, oh, okay, this could be like revolutionary. I'm going to go. This guy pulls up. He goes, screw the dummy. I'm going to do it. With the inventor? Yeah. The inventor said, I don't need the dummy. I'm a jump. Okay. I'm going to prove to everyone that this works. Okay. All of his friends said, just, just use the dummy. It's okay if it doesn't work. Just use the dummy. 187 feet. He jumps off thinking that his oh my coat. Gosh. He thought his coat was going to turn into a parachute to catch him. I wonder what the technology was behind that for him to even think that it was possible. Right. This was in 1912. Do you really think they had the technology to make a coat into a parachute? No. Oh, my gosh. That's freaky. He jumped off in full confidence, thinking that his coat, his invention, was going to save his life. I just wonder, at like, what point, like, when he was falling, did he realize, wait, why isn't it working? Like, why am I not slowing down? I think he tried to make a wingsuit. Like a squirrel, flying squirrel yeah. suit. Okay, maybe, maybe that one doesn't top the, the window one. It just depends, too, on like how much testing he did before they did like a huge jump. No testing at all. So he started, he went big, go big or go home. Go big or go home. He, and he went home. Last one. Okay. So there was this woman and her husband. The husband said, you know, it's not working out. I think we need a divorce. I found interest in another woman. It's just not working out for us. As the, the husband is walking out, right, he's at the bottom level now. She's looking over the balcony. She said, I can't do this. I'm going to get back at him. She jumps off the 13th floor trying to land on him. She hit him. She killed him. She survived. Wait, what? Yep. I thought you were going to say that she died and he made it. She killed him. She survived. He, he braced her fall. Are you serious? She got him. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's crazy, though. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? Well, I got to say, Daniel, that's a pretty good theory. But I am getting kind of tired. And if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much. We are trying our best. It's Oh, yeah. This is super fun. I mean, it's so funny. We just did a podcast on Cosmic Cultures channel. 
Cosmic Culture Chris. And we were able to talk about like that we're so thankful to be able to do something that we're passionate about. Like we're like growing up, we love theories, we love movies, and we loved being able to talk about it with our friends. Yeah. And to be able to do it with you guys, like it's just a dream come true. So on that note, we appreciate you guys so much. We love you all a lot. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. Love ya.